Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing the importance of discomfort and how doing this can rewire your brain. But first, if you are a new listener and you enjoy this podcast, please go back, listen to some more. And if you get through a few, you dialed in, you're subscribed, leave us a quick review. Five stars is greatly appreciated. Give us a quick blurb and a paragraph if you can. Share us on social media, tag us. We appreciate you. We love you. Start the conversation. Returning listeners, you know the deal. If you have not yet already and you're still listening to these episodes, please drop a quick five-star, if nothing else. And uh, if you can, same deal. Social media, quick blurb. Do what you can. We appreciate you. We love you. But let's dive in. And this might sound a little repetitive. Oh, I keep hearing this. It's stupid. It's cliche, blah, blah, blah. Why do I have to seek discomfort? Well, at the simplest form, we live a life of convenience. We live in chairs. We live in an era of auto delivery. You don't even have to log in to resubscribe or like repurchase. Like you can have things show up on your doorstep automatically. You're not going out to hunt. You're not going out to fish. You're not going out to gather. You live in a in you're an not, era. You don't even have to leave your house to ever order anything. I think we've like, stayed in the house for a week straight. But like even thinking back just one generation to our parents or like when I was a kid, like you had to go out to the department store to go back to school shopping. You had to go to Office Max to get your papers and pens. And like even those simple things are so automated these days. Every single thing that you could possibly need, you can get delivered to your house. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to get, you know, go to the restaurant. You can have food just show up magically after pushing a couple buttons so that's the that's the point that's where this is stemming from it's not that we have to go do these things that suck because you know we have to just it's going to make us better it's because we have to seek out discomfort we have to seek out challenge because it doesn't exist in our day-to-day life if we are not seeking it out it literally is not in your life in, in most cases most of us do not deal with a you know a difficult job and not just stress i'm talking about laborious uh physical labor um and even to a mental extent, you know, we deal with certain levels of stress, but we don't view it as a challenge to overcome. It's just, well, this sucks and we kind of grind through it. And there is a very important difference when you're dealing with mental stress, when you're doing it to achieve a benefit and when it just exists chronically in your life. The acute stressor is a short-term challenge that does have a positive impact, you know, on your mental rewiring and, and things like that. Uh, when it is chronic, when it is just something that you deal with day after day after day, and it's just getting smacked with a dull sword, that leads to longer term issues, you know, mental imbalances, you know, potentially chronic stress, depending on or chronic inflammation, depending on what that stressor is. Um, so the point of this is to seek out challenge that is going to allow you to grow physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, however that is. That is why we're talking about this. That's why we're going through these things. Because Basic challenges no longer exist in our life. Um, again, auto delivery, shares, minimal movement, and no necessary challenges, which I think is another kind of important point to highlight as we continue to dive in. When we say we live a life of ease, for most of us, 
I can't think of one necessary challenge. Think of anything that we have to do, an, an absolute necessity to survive. That's a challenge. Not one that requires getting off my couch or leaving the house. Not really. And obviously, I think there it's important to touch on pr- the privilege here, right? Like there are obviously people who yes are suffering and are in terrible living situations and you have things going on that are a huge challenge and are impacting your entire life day to day um whether it's you know not having enough money to support your family or just living in a terrible neighborhood where you can't get outside there we recognize that there are instances and populations that this what i'm trying to say is this does not apply to you if that is your situation doesn't apply to everyone um, but I would say short of a tragedy, and I would consider those things a tragedy because they shouldn't exist in this era of um, ridiculous wealth. Uh, the things we spend money on as a, as a country, as a government, that, that shouldn't exist. Um, so I would put that in the tragedy category. And short of a tragedy, there's no reason for challenge to exist. Um, and diving into, you know, a little bit physiologically, There's a reason that our bodies reward us when we overcome a significant feat. You go for a long run. You have a great workout. If you're doing the ice plungers, the sauna, um, you finish a a crazy tough project at home, at work, whatever it is, we have that drip of dopamine. We get that shot of dopamine. Our body is rewarding us saying, good job. And the reason for that is because we overcame something or it's our body's programming us to do something like when we went on a long hunt going ancestral here, going a long hunt, you kill that elk, you bring it back to the, to the tribe, you're eating that, you have that dopamine release because you just put forth a ton of effort and something happened that's going to allow you to continue to survive. Nowadays, we kind of trick our bodies and we get these dopamine drips from scrolling through social media and, I don't know, watching a movie or insert XYZ, fill in the blank, whatever it is. But... At the more foundational level, at the core level of something like that type of physical feat, accomplishment, we get rewarded for that. And that is our bodies programming us and reminding us, hey, you did good. You worked hard and you achieved something. Keep doing that. That's why we go back to social media. We, we trick ourselves and we think, well, I need to keep doing that. I need to keep doing that. I feel really good. I keep doing that. But implementing these strategic challenges will do the same thing and will allow us to rewire our brains in a better way, in a more beneficial way. And this is something where I I kind of got triggered. I I did not get triggered. Let me me back up a little bit. I did not get triggered seeing a, a post, but it got the conversation spinning in my mind. The wheels started turning because of a post that I saw. Um, someone very well known in the industry, someone that I think is, seems like a good dude. Um, doesn't do a ton of stuff just as like a flashy grab. I think this is one of the rare exceptions where there's a trend going on and it's fun to poo poo it and it's going to get a lot of views. Um, again, I like the dude, I follow him. Uh, I'm not a troll, so I'm not going to comment on these posts and say, Oh no, no, fuck that, fuck that. But I will have a conversation about it on my podcast. This is my platform. So I'll share my side of the, of the, uh, the spectrum there. Jordan Syatt basically saying, Cold exposure will not change your life. 
you're dumb if you think it is. It's not a big to do. If you feel good doing it, cool. I'm not poo-pooing it, but it's not going to change your life. I'm going to disagree strongly. And I'm not saying that it's going to get you to your goals. You're going to lose weight. You're going to gain a ton of muscle. You're going to become amazingly healthy. But that's not the definition of life-changing. The definition of life-changing is, does it change your life? And for myself personally, it improves my mood. It increases my energy levels. It increases my mental resilience. And all of those things by default make my day better. They make me a better person. And they allow me to do certain things that I otherwise would not. Um, I'm not going to go through my whole morning routine, but the before and after of the uh, the cold exposure, I, I do real cold, cold exposure with plunges, but my additional exposure is a non-negotiable daily cold shower. So I wake up. And the earlier I wake up, the more tired I am. If I didn't sleep well, the less I want to get in that fucking shower. Wake up, brush my teeth, coming up with all the excuses to not get in that shower. Hey, you don't feel great. You might be getting sick. Didn't sleep well. I'm already in a bad mood. I'm running late. I hit snooze. That voice gets louder and louder. The more tired I am, the more out of it I am, the more I don't want to do it. It just compounds on itself. But at a certain point, I say, fuck, fuck this, man up, get in the shower, get it done. The moment I get in there, you get that, that gasp, you catch your breath, you start controlling your breath, you work through it, about a minute in, I feel great. By the time I get out, I'm ready to conquer my day. All those things I mentioned, mood, energy levels, mental resilience, what the fuck can I do today? I can do all of it. I'm going to do all of it. I don't need help. I'm just going to bang this shit out. You feel great. Now, pre-cold shower, Josh is entirely different from post-cold shower, Josh. There was a change. There was a life change. It changed my day, which is going to change my week, which is going to change my month, which is going to change my year, which is going to change my life. And that all starts with the concept of implementing a challenge. Now, there is not one challenge that's going to fit everybody. I'm not saying everybody has to do cold exposure. It works great for me. It changes my life but it's something I implement because I have a pretty easy life. When it comes to things that I have to do, that I need to do to be alive, that list isn't very long. We have some money and there's nothing we can't do with technology with that money. I could literally live in my house and not go into my backyard probably a year without losing my mind. That sounds terrible. With losing my mind. (laughs) With losing your mind. Yeah. I mean, agreed 100%. I've told my story with with cold exposure specifically on the podcast a few times. And it's something I've continued throughout this pregnancy aside from the first few weeks, um, really the first trimester, just out of extra precaution. Um, That was just a personal decision. But... It truly has shifted so much for me mentally, especially when it came to our infertility journey. So to sum it up for if we have new listeners here who don't know my story with it, it, I was at a very low point mentally when we were going through not being able to get pregnant, having three miscarriages, and it all started with one cold shower that sort of just stopped my anxiety attack in its tracks, literally. Immediately felt better after and basically did cold exposure every day since then. Again, aside from the 
first trimester and it's something I've continued throughout the second and third trimesters of this pregnancy and even being pregnant being pregnant is a hard thing (laughs) it is a challenge I will tell you that straight up but my morning cold shower has played a big role in my consistent consistency with my morning walks everything that follows up after with work being consistent exercise lifting in the gym it just gets my day started on the right foot. I'm not as tired after. I don't feel like I need coffee after. So similar to Josh, it completely has shifted my day-to-day life, which has shifted my entire lifestyle as a whole, even in the challenging moments of pregnancy. So I think this comes all the way back around to not just taking someone's words straight up and because someone said you should or should not do this thing then you should or should not do that thing you have to really experiment with things for yourself and figure out what is going to work or not work in your life rather than just taking it point blank from someone because they believe that that certain thing is not life-changing and also, this is not going to be a full episode on cold exposure, guys, I promise. Um, but we are going to circle around this a couple times. Point one, anyone who's done cold exposure daily for, let's say, more than a month. I'm not going to say anyone. I'm going to say 90, maybe 85% to give myself a buffer. 85% are not going to talk shit on it. I'm going to go that far to say that. The people who are talking shit on it are the ones who are not doing it. Now, whether they're pussies or they just think it's stupid, I'm not saying you're a pussy if you don't want to do it. Trust me, there's nothing I hate more than being cold. But you are more averse to it because you have not actually gone through it and felt the benefits. So if you're not going to go through it and feel the benefits, don't fucking talk about it. If you want to do it for a month straight, say, hey, it didn't work for me. Cool. But I guarantee you 85% of those who have done it for a month straight over, let's say they dedicated a month to it every single day, a couple minutes for the day, actual cold exposure, not just lukewarm water. They may not be continuing to do it, but I bet they're not going to talk any shit on it because it is pretty powerful. It's, it's cool stuff. Um, and one more point on this, and we're going to circle back because this, this, not, this is not an ex- exclusive to cold exposure. We're going to talk about challenge in general and why we're, why, why we're doing it, different ways to do it. Um, but a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I don't know how long it's been at this point. I was at a very low place. We were still at the old house. So it must have been about three, three and a half years ago. Um, Overcoming my Barrett's esophagus journey. Again, I'm not going to do the full rundown, but similar to the fertility journey. This was something I was on for a very long time. I've had Barrett's esophagus since I was 21 years old. I haven't been drunk in a decade because of that. That was what really shifted a lot of things in my life. Um, But my life has essentially revolved around health and fitness since that diagnosis. It did to an extent prior to that. I was a trainer uh, in person. Um, But after that, it was, you know, trying to feel better. So I've been on this healing path for a decade and I got to a point where I, you know, symptoms weren't as bad, but I just, I was not alive. My energy wasn't there. My mood was always terrible. Um, and I was doing all the things I was eating fantastic. I was training regularly. I was recovering. I was sleeping all the things, all the things you talk about. I was doing all the things. Um, I was not paying attention to emotional health, mental health, whatever box you want to put it in spiritual health. And really, the major shift that happened was once I started implementing these things. Meditation. 
cold exposure. Just kind of running through scenarios in my mind. Um, you know, I just had an, a constant anxiety attack on a daily basis, um, wondering if I was going to have my symptoms flare up even after the symptoms got worse. Uh, and even knowing, you know, I'm probably not going to have another flare up as things continue to progress and heal, progress in a good way, heal. Um, it was just, you know, anxiety never quite left. It was anxiety about different things. I was now an anxious person. I called it medically induced anxiety and that never really left. So constant anxiety, in a bad mood a lot of the time, very low energy, and then I started challenging myself in a different way. I said, what can I do to focus on overcoming these things, to get my mind into a stronger place? So I became infatuated with cold exposure prior to knowing anything about it, any physical benefits, anything you know that had to do with this quote-unquote fad. Um, I was the ahead of the curve or I wasn't paying attention to the curve when this happened. It was just, what do I hate? I fucking hate being cold. We came back from San Diego one Christmas vacation and I worked in the polar vortex with my dad for like a month building a house. From San Diego weather to minus 20 degrees with the, with the, uh, the wind chill and I was livid. I hate being cold. Nothing I hate more than being cold. So I'm like, you know what? Being cold really pisses me off. How can I overcome that? Well, I've heard of this cold exposure thing. Let me just get in a cold shower. Let me do a cold plunge. Let me find my, find my breath, find a way to get through that. If I can get through that, shit, I can get through anything. And then I did it the next day and the next day and the next day. And my energy started coming back and I was able to regulate my mood a little better. Now, mind you, this is in correspondence with or in conjunction with meditation and mindfulness. So these two things go hand in hand. You're literally focusing on your breath in both. You're I think coming that's into the present moment in both. I that's a misconception and something a lot of people skip when it comes to cold exposure, though. Like, it's not just getting in the shower and, like, dealing with it and not focusing on that. It's you have to calm yourself, and I think that's something a lot of people don't understand. And you have to go into it knowing you're doing this to overcome it. Like, if you just get in and say, oh, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, you're not getting the benefit out of that. Like just struggling through it is like, it's, you're not, you're not doing the exercise correctly before you even get in. I am doing this to become stronger. I'm going to breathe through this. I'm going to connect my breath. I know this is going to suck, but when I get out of this, I'm going to be stronger. That is true with cold exposure or any other challenge you put on your plate. So going into that, you are now not only training your body, but you are training your mind to overcome this resistance. It's weight training for your, your mental, your mental status. If I can get through this, I can get through anything. And that's what it became. You know, I'd have periods where I still felt like shit, but you know what? I'm not going to wait to feel better. I'm just going to grind through this. I'm going to live my life anyway. Now that with meditation, with everything else that I was doing just became the perfect platform to allow me to get back to where I needed to be. This was a point in my life when I was beyond frustrated, when I was I didn't give up, but it was a situation where I, I couldn't live like that. I didn't want to live like that. I wasn't suicidal, but I did not want to be alive like that. And completely broke down to my wife. I told her I would rather have cancer than this because having cancer, at least I would have something to fight. This was this invisible ghost making me feel like shit on a daily basis. I was not alive. I felt like a person for maybe an hour every day. And then it was back to, it's, it wasn't even just fatigue. Like it was debilitating fatigue. 
And when you're that tired, your mood sucks and you're just not showing up for anybody around you. And that was not a life that I could live. Um, so that was where I was at. And this is, you know, obviously how far I've come and where I've gotten to it. Not to say this is all based on these challenges, but this was a point of my health and fitness routine that I did not make a priority until, you know, relatively recently. It's been a couple of years to this point, a few years, whatever it's been. And that, in my eyes, was the missing piece. Everything else is in place. Training, nutrition, movement, sleep and recovery. All the blanks were filled except for focusing on mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, all of those categories. So that is the power of implementing challenges in your life. It's the power of reshaping, rewiring your brain. I need to look for challenges. I need to challenge myself so that when a real challenge arises, that shit's no big deal. I'm gonna cruise right through it. So aside from cold exposure, you've got things like the sauna, You've obviously got things like exercise. I will even say dieting is a challenge you can implement periodically, whether you need to lose weight or not, just periods of stricter, you know, I'm not saying go fucking eating disorder status every month. No, but more strict than just saying whatever I'm going to eat, whatever I want today. Giving you an example. Little things like that. A crazy hike. Plan that out quarterly. Starting to run when you are not considered considering yourself a runner. Like that journey alone for me last year at this time also coincided with the cold exposure stuff. And I used to run a long time ago, but I stopped when I focused on powerlifting, kind of just didn't really love it anymore. And I decided, you know what, I need a new challenge. This is a very uncomfortable for me, not having done it in almost a decade and I worked up to running 10 miles straight without stopping right before we got pregnant. So just doing different types of exercise that you will say you would never do or just sound too hard for you. I think, you know, there's people who are out there who do crazy things like ultra marathons and Ironmans and that doesn't have to be off limits for you. You can do it too. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be super uncomfortable, but very challenging things like that. The reason why people do those things is because of how it feels afterwards when they finish. Knowing you were able to set a goal and achieve that goal, to push yourself to a new height, to push yourself towards something that you did not think was possible. Um, Comfort Crisis, the book I just finished, um, discusses a concept called uh, misogies. I don't know if I'm saying that right. M-I-S-O-G-I. It is a periodic challenge that has a 50% chance of actually achieving it. Uh, so that's you, you set something, whether it's you don't run, it could be something simple like you've never run, you're going to run 10 miles. It could be swimming a ridiculous distance. It could be whatever. That's the misogyny, something very difficult, borderline dangerous, but you shouldn't die. I think that I forget how they actually word that chance of dying, but you shouldn't die or dangerous, but you're not going to, something along those lines. Anyway, an extreme feat, obviously. But it doesn't even have to go to that level. It doesn't have to be a marathon, an ultra marathon, a triathlon, an Ironman. Like, those are extreme examples. Those are probably misogies for a lot of people, for a lot of us. Something that, you know, after doing Tough Mudder, it kind of triggered my interest in down the road. Um, But for me, another challenge that is 
some people would laugh at, but it is extremely uncomfortable, is yoga. I am the least flexible person you've ever met. He can't touch his toes. I can now. I started doing those elephant okay. walks. Well, now that you can. Now that not, you've been I, not at this moment. Not at this moment, but <laughs> I've touched him recently. <laughs> it hurts so bad. It hurts me very, very badly to get into any of those positions. And just breathing through that for 10 minutes, that's something I do before bed. It's not even a real yoga session. I feel fantastic afterwards. So actually doing yoga for... I don't know how long a yoga workout is, a half an hour. I don't want to fucking do an a hour. yoga class is an hour. An online yoga class that I can filter for exactly what I want. <laughs> that, to me, is another uh, example of extreme discomfort and a challenge, something I can set in front of myself to overcome. It sounds stupid, but it's serving its purpose. I hate the fact that I am so stiff, and it hurts very bad. But I breathe through it. I get through that session and I feel wonderful afterwards. And that is the concept of these challenges. It's not even just the reward of being able to tackle these other things in your life, which is the benefit. It is the immediate aftermath. As soon as you finish one of these things, you feel great. And that is your body rewarding you for challenging yourself in a positive way most of the time. Rewire your brain. Take your life back. Put yourself through some adversity and become stronger for it. That is the theme of today's episode. I hope that you were able to take something from that. But we're going to wrap it up here. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else you need is linked in the show notes.